As far as the morning goes, the birds are alive, probably because of the amount of moisture that's been coming down from the heavens. There's something special about the moment after the chaos. and before the next one. Um, so welcome to the space. I'm happy to be streaming this with the soundtrack of birdsong from the Indigo Mountain in Maya, where spaces are held beyond just the physical. So what I normally do as my own practice is to try to consolidate many topics that come up in the journey. And right now it would have to be kind of the opposite, where this heralds the many interesting layers that come up in multiplicities in either the experience of an dance and the coming to know it. So I come to you now as a kind of tour guide, as a mediator, someone who introduces you to what could be a thing, a phenomenon, a subject matter, a spiritual modality, or a being unto itself. It's really up to you and what intentions you hold. Inner dance isn't really just a static thingness and to approach it as an actual living sentient being is maybe a good starting point. Is it alive and is it really just a bit over a decade old? that comes from the Philippine Islands through the portals of mystery? Or is it something more than that? So to treat it like a friend, we could then hold these conversations that honors the feedbacks that have spoken again and again through bodies, most especially, through the intelligence of the air, via 
electricity that we learn to read like a book? How do we come into an intimacy with it? The sacred movement, the dance of all that is that we come to know in our unique, novel ways. So hold your intention, dear. Hold it sacred. So much of this ritual, this tradition that came out of inner dance began as a teacher training process. And there are many questions people hold with that goal, that aim. I want to share this with others. I want to become a healer through this. I'd like to hold teaching spaces. Those are pragmatic questions. They can hold some degree of relevance, but they can be quite limiting because techniques, tools, instructions on how one becomes those are already inbuilt into the energy. There's an attraction to the inner dance from so many parts of the world primarily because it's not something we learn, it's something we remember. And so just like we come to know a person, we also come to remember aspects of the sto story. Like if I would get to know you, would I need to understand certain aspects of your past? and your history, that which you know about and maybe other people don't know about. Or is there something here as well that comes to know you because it's coming from those places we don't know about, which includes what you don't know about. It's from this curiosity, this sense of wonder that there's so much more. And so a lot of this energy stems from that. Sometimes the less we know about someone, the more we hold them as a potent force. You are, at the end of the day, light, life force, spirit. And so inner dance has a history in the same way it has a historicity. And there's value in coming to know its story only 
in the transcendence of its own narrative, only in the breaking of its own reflexivities. Now I speak strange because mine is the language of inner dance and I'm drawing from somewhere the energy comes from. We don't need music as a playlist in order to hold the same awareness this thing has been bringing forth. I'm not here to transmit and transport information. There's something about language that is transformative. The more we speak and are spoken through, change is already happening. And some people might call it channeling. In the process, one time traverses another, and nothing could be more pragmatic. I'm interested in the current busy state, the status of involvement of human beings right now, where there's just so much to think about and to do, to study, to read, to take in. <clears throat> it's like these lists, not just in our notebooks. There's outlines <clears throat> in evolution as if we're headed somewhere. Like we're going somewhere important. There's enough clarity in my story of origins, how I spent a long time alone doing nothing productive in the modern sense. Yet then, Less was more, and I'm still harvesting 11 or 12 years after my first inner dance when this spoke clearly that this would travel, this would spread, this would contribute to an awakening process. However lonely and simple I was, having no human contact or personal belonging. It was clear then, even as it's clear now. And so this is, for me, a beneficial thing, a pure pragmatism, this point, this point about less is more. 
it might be called an essentialism, a prioritization, coming to the core. Questions like, what is the most important? What is the most valuable? What is the foundational or the fundamental thing? So right now I'm not in the same meditative state of not having to deal with people in solitude surrounded by nature eating coconuts and oftentimes just air. I'm back in the world and I feel it's almost taken me a decade to do that, to become a being unto itself, independent, moving by its own intelligence. And it may be only now that I might speak from an objective place as to what this energy beholds, whatever we want to call it. And I'm a lot more careful now as to what we might or might not call it, this nameless presence. So what we get to share is an aspect of time. We remember time. What is it? It's about time. Now one time traverses another, just like each word There's an entire library. And this is the gift to an increasing busyness. To be able to take the inner dance outside just the workshop and the soundscape, the yoga mat, the yoga studio, the spiritual workshop is about this traversal like um, people around me probably understand just how much happens um, how much is done and it just gets more and more how one thing affects everything else. In epistemology, this is called consensus, where something is true when it's made practical. that there's like an agreement 
between what is within and then everything that is without, it all becomes one thing. How is all conversation just one conversation? It's always the same conversation continuing. Nothing is separate. Everything is connected. And so we could work with this aspiration, this intentionality that the one thing that I do conducts everything. And I, I found it in a list of a thousand things that needs to be done. Chores, obligations, activities, like in the dance. When I find that energetic core of things, the what is the most important, the what is the most valuable, then everything else gets done. Everything else is already finished. What inner dance conducts is that everything is important and everything is the most valuable. And it's not so much the object of the doing but it's a vibration that is traversal unto itself. Beneath the state of doing things is a state of consciousness. What might more easily be understood as a vibration, but could be dived into, that could be well understood. So as I shared yesterday in written words, I lost myself in this energy. A death of the person took place again and again and again. And this tradition called energy school is a dialogue energy is having with itself. Just like when facilitators learn to touch people's bodies, it's never them touching the body. It's the energy touching itself through its conduits. And so we make space And I invite you to share that same space with others. That is an intention. It's almost as if this energy breaks continuities. What we might call the story, the personal narrative, the drama. 
And the technique is to keep holding that discontinuity, to discontinue, to stop the line, the thought train. When we talk about going to the body, the train stops. And every time there's a halting or a cessation, there's a much larger continuity at work. In the losing of our consciousness, we gain an authentic mind that isn't just ours. It's the collective. And so I invite you to hold really good questions. These aren't going to be new. The child mind is there asking them. And without certain divine support, primarily because the child mind wasn't even in language as we knew it, in those early days, either for the species or for the person, would you have that conversation now? What was I doing here? Where did I just come from? Why do they keep calling me that name? There were these questions that initiated you into here, where you are now. Presence, conditions of possibility, what allows you to be what you are now, what you call the past. So trusting it, that everything will be done in a way that it's already finished. Every single point, every part and every dot, every piece contains a totality. And if it's a vibration, and if this vibration was a sentient being, an intelligence that's been speaking to us, and we're finally learning to listen to what it has been transmitting and transforming both. Thank you for devoting your time your process, your slowness, essentializing what is the most important, prioritizing what is the most valuable.
And if the answer truly is everything is energy speaking to itself, then this moment traverses all the other moments. So welcome to this space. Um, let's just keep your insights flowing. And we delve in parts and wholeness through the colors. The mandala has been there since the beginning the mudras, the movements, the kriyas, the dance, conducts rainbows. And when we're able to look at rainbows within every color, the white is then a good place to start. I'd like you to develop an interest in the historicity of thought. Consciousness itself moves by its own narrative, however nonlinear you are choosing to be inside a system that unfolds through time and space. And so those who have been holding this energy as facilitators, as healers, as teachers, as pilgrims, whether it be a day or a decade, the history of a universe unfolds there. And you know, like often people would say, I can't really language it. There's no point in putting it into words. It's all just one thing, all bundled together as these fancy words we like to tag the energetic onto. Something grows like the sun Something's growing like a universe. And so the paradox of your oldness, even as you become baby-like, something very ancient takes it in, the horizon, as far as one can see. A remembrance the prefix RE means to go back. Remembrance, we know. We're all apart. Those who lose their mind will have to regain something a lot bigger, like energetically fat, something huge and dense. 
So returning to history is an intention of mine, whether you've lost it and are on your way to regaining something about it in another vantage for history is her history. It requires degrees of yourself and one must be invited prior to opening up to a true understanding of what this could mean to you as a human being, as a parent, as a child of parents. And the many ways of accepting a conscious invitation and evocation It's traversal itself. It's not something we think about. We don't decide. It's a process of arrival, getting there. And it could very well be now. <laughs> 